Milwaukee, it is time for the most live 60 minutes in radio. Bringing you pop culture, sports, entertainment, and all the trending topics. Keeping it real and telling you like it is. This is nothing but the truth on the new 1017 The Truth. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is your host, Melanie Ricks. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's nothing but the truth. We in the booth. Up in here, we about to get loose somewhere. Too geek. Uh-huh. Too cool. Uh-huh. Put them out. I'm trying to see who's who. You got Melanie Ricks. Go follow Melanie Picks. Whatever Melanie wants. You know that Melanie gets. You got Ben Jimmy with the track blazing. If you let him tell it, it's amazing. From 4 to 1, that's a power hour. We gonna keep it 100 like a whole dollar. Paul and Mabel, they can pop the cows. Cause Mabel kept it so really made a show about it. And that's the truth, baby. Oh. 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 Talk to me. 1017, 1017, 1017. We stay snapping on 1017, 1017, 1017. We get it cracking on 1017, 1017, 1017. Go and plug them on 1017. What's happening on 1017? What's up, what's up, y'all? Hello, and welcome to Nothing But The Truth with Melanie Ricks. Happy Tuesday to ya. Happy Tuesday to ya. We got Ben Jammin on the ones and the twos. He never misses the ones. Sometimes he does miss the two, but then Rhea puts him back on track, and then we're fine. Ah! I love it, Rhea. I'm here for the vibes. Here for the energy. There it is. Wait, yes. Mood. Happy Tuesday, Rhea. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How's everybody doing today? Hey, Benjamin, how are you doing today? It's amazing. How are you doing today, Melanie Ricks? Melanie B. Ricks, the day before Valentine's Day. So we're not going to say what Sherwin said to me because we're going to keep it off air because that's what we do in this 1017 The Truth family and 620 because they were in the hallway too. But this is what I need people not to do. I need you to not choose violence with your first sentence. You know what I mean? Like, at least throw a good morning my way. At least throw a how are you doing? You know, um, Sherwin Hughes chose violence. And I'm not surprised. He is a, this is what's confusing about him. He's a Pisces. And I don't know anything about Pisces. I just know that uh, there's like a fish. Yeah, they stink like fish. Okay, so like. I feel like fish are calm and they just swim. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I feel like they don't really disturb the peace. I feel like fish are just like, hi, I'm just happy to be here. And Sherwin, you know, he's he's cocky about his presence. You know what I mean? Like, Sherwin's like, no, you're lucky that I swim in your ocean. And then, you know, he chooses violence and unprovoked, unprovoked violence. But you know what? It's cool. Uh I do, though, I would like it if everyone tomorrow when you do see Sherwin, because, you know, he does his show before us, The Truth with Sherwin Hughes. Also, how cocky are you to have your name in your show? How cocky can you be, The Truth with Sherwin Hughes? We don't need to know who The Truth is with. Just call it The Truth with, 
let us fill in the blank, Sherwin. I mean, yours does say nothing but the truth with Melanie Ricks. But we're not talking about me, Benjamin. This is not about me. This is about the truth with Sherwin Hughes. I'm sorry. What if I wanted to listen to the truth with Blurman Moose? I can't even do that now, Ben, because guess what? Sherwin took his time slot, just like a Pisces would. Always trying to fin. Always trying to fin. Always trying to fin for themselves. Do you get it? Like fend, fin, fish. <laughs> okay. No, that made my day. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, Sherwin chose violence, and it's cool because I'm used to that. I work with a Gemini. I think if you can work with a Gemini, you can work with anyone. Um, because when you work with a Gemini, you get two for the price of one. Gene is on my live saying we're a Pisces or I'm a Pisces. We are good people. So, Gene, you are not Sherwin. You understand? Um, that's like trying to compare. I don't have a comparison. Who do we want to compare? Um, you know what? This is who we can compare. And this is I'm oh, Stephen Watson. Hi. Oh, he just pointed at me. He did like the he did like the like. Um, I don't even know what stance that was. Like the Spider-Man, like the Spider-Man meme, but if you're doing it by yourself, that's what he did. Um, but Gene, to compare Gene to Sherwin Hughes, I feel like that would be like comparing Mother Teresa to Scar from The Lion King. There is no comparison. Where do we draw the parallels? Let me know. 833-212-1017. Exactly. I will wait, but what, there's nothing to wait on because there is no comparison to make. So my point, Sherwin is a Pisces who chooses violence. He's probably listening to us as we speak because he loves to hear his name. Um, shout out to all of Sherwin's women out there. Sherwomen. Sherwomen. And guess what? You are not the only sure one. <laughs> I'm Touché. sorry. Touché, but Melanie let me Riggs. stop. Because now, but you know what? This is wrong of me. Because now I'm putting his business out there. You know what I mean? But he chose violence with me. So now I have to, like, I have to reciprocate, Ben. You got to respond. You got to diss this man, Mel. That's what you really got to do. You got you got to diss Sherwin Hughes, okay? You have to diss this man, all right? He can't just come in from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., see you out here in these hallways, and then, come on, I'm not, I'm not with that. You know what? Truth be told, I mean, Mel, if you need to, or if I need to, yeah, truth be told, bye-bye. Nah. With DT and Telly. But truth be told, with DT and Telly, We'll jump it for you, man. We'll we'll wrap these bars, okay? Uh, D- Denise Thomas is already the effective communication coach. I know she got a mouthful. And you know not what I'm only saying? that, but DT has those hands. She got them hands. And you know she, got she them does. Hands. Like, you, just, you just know. You just know. Some people, you just know. Telly Hughes, he from East St. Louis. I mean, come he, on he bought that life. He's from the dirty, dirty. He and, bought that life. And when he's not on air, he wears a Band-Aid under his eye, just like his guy, Nelly. Yes, you heard it here first. If you've seen him walking down the street, yes, that was Telly. Boy said he'll take you to Nellyville. What are you talking about, boy? Sherwin Hughes. Take this Louisville slugger. He going to be Sher- Sherwin bu- bruised. Sherwin bruised. Or abused by one no, of those not, other two not, teammates. Not, not abused. Like, that, that, just, that sounds aggressive. Let's just go with Sherwin. No, I'm going Bruce. aggressive. I'm going aggressive. It's fair. You're a Gemini. Milk dud looking nice. So, Sherwin. Um, Walrus but looking this, But this is the thing. See, LT is on the talk to text saying he's going to go Sherwinator on y'all. 
Sherwin doesn't Sherwin have any Nader. smoke. Sherwin has no smoke, okay? I need you to understand that. Um, but LT also chose violence because before he told us that Sherwin was going to go Sherwinator, don't even know what that means, he goes, good morning, beautiful Mel. So that's, this is when I know he's going to say something op-ish. That's when I know he's going to say something. Trying to set you up for the okie doke. You know what I mean? Like when you, when, you, when you pay the compliment first, well, first off, thank you. But second, you know, what? what, 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 what how are you going to finish the sentence? Um, he finished with uh, comma, happy Kansas City Taylor Swift Day. Oh, come on now. I'm sorry, LT. You know what? I, I'm, I'm a Swifty with you, LT, but come on. You know, that's in the past. Lead, lead, lead out of the past. That's in the dust now. Okay. What in the heck is Kansas City Taylor Swift Day? How do you, how, how do you celebrate? How do you celebrate? Like, what, what, what do you do? I, I just want to know. Like, is, do you get your clothes tailored? Mm. Do you do things swiftly? You know what I mean? Mm. Do you, like, visit Kansas City? Which one? Which Kansas City do you go to? I mean, I'm just wondering, which state are you in? You know what I mean? Like, let's let's clarify. If we're going to go ahead and, uh, and and declare a holiday, LT, friend of Sherwin, the Sherwinator, I, I, I need you to come correct. I guess if, if you are switching Kansas City or making a Kansas City day for Taylor Swift, the one thing you need is security. Because the day that Kanye West finds out that Taylor Swift has a day to herself in a city that she's not native to, he's going to lose it. He's going to lose it. He's going to go up and snatch the celebration away from the whole city. Okay? Don't hey, make that man come out again. I know I know you were celebrating, but I need to tell you that this holiday is the greatest holiday of all time. And he'll, like, make up something. He'll call it, like, Touch the Grass Day. You know, National Touch the Grass Day, which that should be a day where everybody just has off. And you just sit down. You just touch grass. Um, but, yeah, sure, uh, LT said, don't mess with us or don't mess with me. I'm Southside uh, River Hills, yo. So let me Woo! let me back up off him. Woo, Southside River Hills. Let me, let me back up off him. I don't want River Hills, you know, on our necks. Mel, I got a question for you. What's up? I have a, I have a real good question. Why in the black community, when we about to get serious about something, we get to mention in our locations, mentioning where we grew so up from. So you know from. what we're about. Come on now, but it's not really, it's not about where you're at. I mean, wait, it's not where you've been, it's about where you're at, okay? I don't care if it's you're It's giving from... both because I'm, you know what I'm saying, where I've been doesn't necessarily, you know, say where where I come from. You know what I'm saying? I mean, folks have told me they're from Brookfield before. But where I'm at doesn't necessarily define where I'm going. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah, we're going to get real poetic mm. on a, is today Tuesday? Is it Tuesday? It's Turn Up Tuesday. It's Taco right. Tuesday. Yeah, we're going to get poetic on a Tuesday. The ghetto Taco Bell. Yeah, your ghetto Taco Bell. Who is that on the line? Uh, oh, I forgot somebody was there. <laughs> somebody called. Um, it's, it's Bob. Bob. Bob's called. What did Bob call for? Let's see what Bob called about. B-O-B. Hi, Bob. Down. How you doing? Hello, Ms. Riggs. Look, look, I'm going to help Benjamin jump on. Uh, Why you call me Benjamin, uh, uh, bro? Sherwin Hughes. You don't mess with Miss Ricks. You don't mess. No, no. We, we, I'm going to help. I'm going to limp down there and help you, Benjamin. Okay. Well, here, right. you, who does, I'll fall back. I just want you I just want you to say this, and I'll talk, I talk to you later. Well, I'm going to help you. All right. Go ahead, Bob. I'm waiting. It's okay. I mean, this must be the best advice we could have ever gotten. 
All right, Bob, you better hurry Bob. up. I'm, I'm okay. getting hurt over no, here. No, but this is the hey, thing, hey, Bob. I'm, I'm... Oh, you're you're getting ready. Okay. All right. Uh, he's an older man now. You got to give him a little bit of time. He's giving Android, but I'll wait. Well, you got to respect your elders. You got to respect wait. your elders. Wait, am I still on the air? Yes, yeah, you are. Yeah, yes, yeah, you're you on are. the air, so be careful, Bob. Go ahead. You ain't no, lost okay. this. Okay, I'm, I'm getting in my car now. I'm getting in my car now, and I'm coming down there, and I, you don't mess with Miss Rick. No, no. We, 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 we'll get you. <laughs> we, I, I just... <laughs> I appreciate you, Bob. I appreciate you, Bob. We'll see you at the end of the show. Straight up, Bob's a cool dude, man. Does he even have our address? I mean, I'm sure he does. He he's ride or die. He body body. Buddy said he body body. I don't know if he's ride or die. We know he's ride, but I don't know if he'll be here. Hey, you know what I mean? Hey, he, we might be gone by the time he gets here. Uh, he came all the way from Illinois. I, 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 and he only has one arm, so I don't I don't know exactly how fast he will get here. You know, like, could you imagine having to drive with just one arm? Could you just do that? Like, yes, it's possible, Ben. I mean, because it's just one of these things where, like, I'm imagining Bob driving this car up here, probably laid back. You know what I'm saying? Like, like in a caddy. You and know? you know why you're imagining that? Because you're picturing where he came from. So, again, again, going back to the point, Ben, you do need to know where folks are. You do need to know where folks came from. You understand, Benjamin. You need to know. I got that brown deer in me. I'm a falcon. Uh-huh. You know what, though? What is so... Is that what falcons do? I think so. A falcon or a hawk. Something like that. That was definitely... That was a, that was a hawk. No. Now you sound like both a rooster and a... I don't even know what. Well, that's an owl. That's okay. an owl. Yeah, that's an owl. I'm not too good at making sound effects. I listened back to our show yesterday. I was like, bro, I'm not the you type of person. You suck at making sound effects. I, I can beatbox better than you. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're talking about how the hell Bob's going to get up here safely. All right. And yeah. before we go, before we take a break, and we'll 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 check a hey, we'll we'll check Bob's uh, GPS tracker. But before we do that. Al Waters low-key came for both of us, Ben. So oh. now we may have to shift our energy toward Al um, because Al texted us at 833-212-1017. I'm actually going to come in, you guys. You going in on Hugh's views. You should have retaliated in a much harder way, but you guys are doing great. I love it. So again, Ben, they're setting us up for the okie doke. You know what I mean? So like, everybody about to come up here. So, but I get it. You guys want the smoke today, and I get it. Sherwin's you recruiting. want the smoke with me? Sherwin's recruiting, and I get it. That's all right. There's strength in numbers, and I get it, Sherwin, or should I say, sure loser, loser. I can think of a couple bars right now, and I'll I'll slay Sherwin. But you know right what now. though? But you know what though? Don't even waste your bars on him. Sure, winner. I'll have your ass for dinner. Put you up on the Simpsons. Be looking like Principal Skinner. Wait, the way that you pause, I was like, I don't know if he's gonna remember the character's name, but you were just gathering your thoughts. Yeah, you know, it's a little freestyle. That that was hard. I drop another one upon your head. Hi, Ryan. My friend Ryan's on my live. They see Ryan. Ryan Coogler? No. Who's that? Is that a is that a director? Yeah. Oh, period. Yeah, Black Panther director. Period. He's, wait, on, he's on your live. Wait, right? wait. I I know my directors. But yeah, yeah yep, mm-hmm. that's the Ryan. Shout out to my friend Ryan Coogler and then yep. also the other Ryan. There you go. Uh <laughs> all right, y'all. We're we're gonna we'll continue roasting Sherwin on the other side. I'll Actually, drop another one upon your head. 
you know what? Do that. For real. Please do. And we're going to talk about how independent folks are and whether or not we're actually a detriment to ourselves in being too independent. And Benjamin, I'm going to have to school you because I know you men are made to believe that you need to be the strong savior types. And guess what? You do. But but we need to talk about that and how it makes you feel. 833-212-1017 if you want to chime into the conversation, uh, call or text us. But Ben and I will be right back. Nothing but the truth with Melanie Ricks returns after this on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to Nothing But The Truth with Melanie Ricks on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Just sit your drunk ass on that empty runway. Oh, I can't be your Superman. Can't be your Superman. Can't be your Superman. Can't be your Superman. Everybody knows, yeah, we f- tricks, so what? That's about as far as your buddy goes. We'll be friends, I call you again. I chase you around every bar you attend. Never know what kind of car I'll be in. We'll see how much you'll be partying in. You don't want that, neither do I. I don't want to flip when I see you with guys. Too much pride between you and I. Not a jealous man, but feel Nah, you didn't have to throw this on. That's just what girls do. You went a little too hard, man. Gotta let these women know, man. I can't be your superman. You gotta let these women know. And I, it, it, don't even, it doesn't even just, you know, it's not just for women. You know, it's for people out there. You know, I, I can't be the Superman to you, you know. But don't you want to be the Superman, Ben? You and I were having a conversation about that. And it's so interesting because Ben was, uh, he was telling me about how he almost has, I'm, I'm just going to, he didn't phrase it this way, but I'm going to say it because this is how you put it, a savior complex. Mm. And that's something that I think is instilled in men from birth. I mean, really from birth. Because Ben was giving me, it's so interesting, he was giving me this example when I was uh, I was talking to him about this article that I found. So it's it's actually a really good article. Um, and I've been, I've been telling Ben about it for the last week or so. Uh, so the article is, therapists say that these red flags, uh, that these are red flags, that you're actually too independent. And underneath that, um, the subheadliner says, hyper-independence can often stem from experiences of trauma such as having unreliable caregivers as a child. And obviously, that's something that, you know, we we learn as adults. We learn in therapy or through talking to other people or whatever yeah. it may be. You learn that a lot of your experiences from your childhood, they truly do shape your adulthood. And I think in more ways than we care to uh, look into, and I think if we did look into those experiences more, we would understand why we are the way we are, why we act the way we do, why we surround ourselves with the people we do, you know, why we choose to live in the neighborhoods we do. Um, And I think that if we all did like a little bit more deep diving, I guess, on our own like mental and our own psyche and like why we are the way we are, I just feel like your navigation of the world is going to be so much clearer. But that's easier said than done because... It's a lot to go back and mm-hmm. and reflect on your childhood because unfortunately ignorance is bliss and you you do start to see th- 
things not through your rose-colored lens right. that you had on when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. You start seeing the reality of what it was. And that's a very tough, very dark tunnel to go down. It's surreal. Because you can't, you can't go back. Mm-hmm. You can't unlearn that information. Right. And it's tough. But it's so essential when it comes to growth and evolution and just being the best version of yourself that you can be. Otherwise, you'll remain stuck mm-hmm. almost in that childlike state, and you don't even realize it. And I'm talking grown-ups, grown-up grown-ups who think they're out here adulting. And it's like, you may be adulting, but are you doing it in a childlike manner where right. you're not even making, you know, um, I guess, fully formed decisions? And by fully formed, I'm talking like the frontal lobe idea mm-hmm. where they say that our frontal lobes don't finish forming until the age of 25, but obviously, childhood trauma, that's pre, you know, forming, uh, formage, forming, form. I know what you're saying. Pre-formation. There it is, pre-formation. Mm. And so oftentimes, you know, we think that we're making these decisions with a, an adult head on our shoulders. And yeah, right. you are in theory, but could you be making a better decision for yourself? You know, could you be thinking it through or looking at it from a different angle if mm-hmm. maybe you did understand your childhood a little bit better or, you know, just the people around you a little bit better and why they were the way they were. So all that being said, this article that Ben and I were discussing, it's about being too independent. Um, and, and, and that's for anybody out there who doesn't ask for help or feels like they need to help others, but does they don't help themselves. And that's where I go to Ben. Ben was giving me an example about how he said that He always thinks of the movie Hercules when it comes to helping women. Like if a woman were to say like, hey, Benjamin, I need this couch moved. Can you help me? And he's like, he's like, I'm like, Hercules, I pick up the couch and I just go move it. (laughs) Like, that's what he was saying to me. He talked just like that. That was his literal voice. It was crazy. That that was it, y'all. That was the one. (laughs) And I said to him, like, look it right there. We were just talking yesterday about the programming of Taylor Swift, Disney programs all of that in our minds Mm -hmm. from a very young age. You know what I mean? Like when I was a kid, I wanted to be a princess and I wanted to live in a castle. You know what I mean? And I wanted a man to kiss me when I was asleep. I wanted to make sure he was a stranger. Um, And then I want to get married, even though I've known him for all of 17 minutes. Like I wanted that when I was a kid. I'm just kidding. I guess all you would need now is Tinder. That's it. And I have that. So I'm good. Mm -hmm. Nah, but like, you know, so much of what we, we believe Obviously, it's been so indoctrined, like it, it's it's so like embedded and we don't even realize the way in which it, it affects our decisions and right. it affects who we are as people today. How we see the world, how we see the world. And, you know, I I don't think that life is meant to be spent alone. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're meant to do things by yourself. Um, I, I definitely think that we are meant to rely on others and do things with other people. We're social creatures. We're social creatures. Even the most introverts of folks, like, you, you know, you still, you thrive off of human interaction. And and I think people who are too independent and don't ask for help, you're going the harder route, not the smarter route. Mm. And I don't think we always view it that way, but we we should. And I'm I'm speaking as somebody who is independent to a fault and I'm a self-admitted independent woman. And I don't say that in a good way. Like I've always, and it's funny cause I've said to you guys, my mom taught me independence, but I started reflecting on my, my childhood recently. And Ben, my mom, she did, but she didn't teach me to be this independent. You know mm, what I mean? So I'm like, so where does that stem from? And when, even when I was a kid, I'd never really asked for help. Like I was not that kind of kid. Like I always figured it out. 
I was a, my mom like she used to kind of like laugh, but I'm thinking like back on it. I'm like, this is actually kind of sad. Like my mom was like, I didn't let them like help me apply to college. She's like, you wanted to do it all by yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you you like didn't really ask for help, and that's a random example. But like even that, like why would I not ask my adult parents who have been to college to help me apply to college? Like Fill I was out your very, college like, application. Yeah, I was like, no, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna write my letter. No, I'm gonna do this. No, I don't where, need. To where do you think that comes from? I don't know. Like, I've always been that way. Yeah. And even now, to this day, I feel guilty asking people for help. But I, and I said this to you earlier, Ben, I love helping people. Yeah. Like, it gives me joy. I, I love it so much. Anytime I can make somebody's day or make somebody feel good or do something that helps another individual, mm-hmm. like, honestly, that's where I get the most joy in my life. Like, truly. And so it's like, but why can't you feel that way about others? Like, why can't you that your friends, your loved ones, they want to help you in return. Yeah. And for some reason, I just can't. I like feel like I'm being a burden to them. So yeah, I'm curious. Uh, well, first off, 833-212-1017. Do you find yourself being too independent? And is that something that you find to ever be a detriment or does it work in your favor? Ben, I'm curious, what's your perspective on it? Um, It's interesting because it's something that uh... I'm learning to work through, you know, it's something that I had to actually realize that I've been using for a good majority of 31 years of my life and not realizing that it can be a detriment to me. It can actually hurt me thinking that, you know, Benjamin, Benjamin Hooks, my, my real name, my government name has to do everything alone, has to figure it out by himself. And a great majority of this, as I reflect on this, it's because I've always just had to do things by myself, whether it was um, little little projects I wanted to do as a kid and was uh, nobody else was interested in it or nobody else was at home to actually help me complete the task. Or even when I got older and it was things that I wanted to do with my life, whether it was uh, creating music. And actually, that was one of the biggest things, examples that I realized it was like, nah, Ben, like. That was your point in your life where you were like, you know, you got to embark on this journey by yourself. Uh, don't get me wrong, Truth Nation. I'm not afraid to go down a dark hole, get into a dark space by myself and figure my way out. But that's how I've been my whole entire life. So coming from Racine where you're trying to grow up and become the greatest artist in the world, you know, we don't have a lot of resources in Racine, period. So I had to figure out who was going to BS my time, who was actually going to be there for me and who was going to or if they ever could give me some kind of advice. And a lot of times there was slim and few that I would actually be able to get advice from or actual real deal resources from. And those select few are still really great friends of mine. But again, that's still a select uh, a select few, maybe one or two. So I had to go on my own journey and be like, you know what, I'll figure this out by myself. But uh quote unquote, that's what led me down that path or one of the things, uh, best examples I can think of that maybe be like, you know what, Ben, you got to do this by yourself. And again, is that somewhat of a detriment? It can be. Um, but then again, maybe not, because ultimately, had I not ever went on my own independent route, I wouldn't be here right now. You know, um, would have been better had people helped me along the way um, or more people helped me along the way than. Yeah. You know, however, I do appreciate the journey that I that I've walked. But however, you know, us as humans, as we do grow and we do mature, one thing that you uh, hit on earlier, uh, Mel, was the fact of how we um, we're in adult bodies. We're in adult bodies, but some of us are still uh, moving with an immature mind, like a childlike state. And, you know, there's always that popular phrase that goes around where they say, you know, when I was a child, I did childish things. Uh, but when I became a man, uh, I put away those childish things. I've always wondered, uh, I've always wondered what the mental processes was or processes was for that, 
that to actually happen or actually change in somebody's mind. Um, Truth Nation, what did you actually go through? And you realize, you know what, I had to put away those things so I could become a better me, so I could become the adult that I'm supposed to be. Uh, call in right now, 833-212-1017. But that was one of the things that I realized. I was like, you know what, Ben? Being independent isn't too bad. However, there are there are some negative things that can come up of uh, come about that. Like you had said before, Mel, and I didn't even realize this or have a have a term for it. But you had literally had just said it. It was the uh, it was the savior complex, right? It's the savior complex that people do live with. And uh, just to read off the psychological, I guess it's a psychological disorder. Whatever out here trying to be a, a hero, yeah, it's a it's a real complex. Trying to be Hercules or something. No, it's a it's definitely a a, a real complex like that that savior complex. It's in which you. You almost feel like you need to be um, the neighborhood hero. Shout out to Lil Baby. But real talk. like Or, it's, or the hometown hero. Or the hometown, hometown hero. hero. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're right. Yeah, either, hometown hero. E- either way, however you want to slice it. You know what I mean? Same sandwich. But like, no, like that's exactly it. And it's like, but why? Why do you feel the need to be, you know, you know, uh, Gotham City's vigilante? You know what I mean? Like, we don't we don't need several Batman. We don't need it's not called Batman. Yeah, that's but, true. But like, you know, to your point, Ben, why do you feel that way? Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, me, I think it's it's my upbringing, my experiences in life, whether it was me being a young child where I was a kid that watched over all my nieces, nephews and my and my little brother all when my mom's going to work. And then hearing even with that being said, shout out to my mama. She's one of the she's actually my very first superhero in my life. You know, hearing about stories about her walking five miles to work each and every day and coming home and working 16 hour shifts. I felt like if she could do those types of things, then what could I do if it empowered me? So it actually empowered me when I didn't have a vehicle. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to walk from the mall to home and from uh, from home to the mall to do my job. And that's just what it is. I didn't care what I needed to do. To it. I was just going to get it done because I I felt like I needed to be the superhero that my mom was. I needed to be the superhero to save myself. And then with that same mindset, whenever I saw somebody out there in the world that may not be able to protect themselves or fend for themselves, whether it was the the, the slow kids in my neighborhood, me going out to go protect them, whether it was one of my best friends, uh, the, which Truth Nation, y'all know, was I didn't know the guy was actually mentally slow, but I still protected him throughout all his tri- trials and tribulations, or whether it was when I became a big brother and taking all those, on those responsibilities, being like, you know what, this my little brother going to the basketball courts and and them trying to argue with him and I'm having to beat beat dudes up because my little brother only four but he talking mad mad uh, uh, crazy crap to them and I have to be his savior or even when I got into to a relationship and 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 my very first girlfriend she wasn't doing too well in her life and I felt like I had to save her all these types of people I felt like I had to save however you know a lot of me putting that energy out to to those types of ideas or whatever, for lack of better words, ultimately would take away or at least put some kind of mental strain on myself and not even realizing a lot of times that, you know, Ben, you need, you do need to take more time out for yourself because you're actually putting too much energy on your on your plate. You're putting too much on your plate. And again, I don't know, at some point it can be self-defeating just because you're trying to save everybody else, but you can't save yourself. Yeah, like, I mean, who's going to save you? And Ben, I'm going to tell you this much. I, and I believe every word that Ben's saying because I know he sounds like the op on these airwaves. But Ben's a sweetheart. and he just, a, just wait till Friday. Just wait till Friday. No, I'm we gonna, got our rap battle. I'm, I'm going to eat you up. Dog, I'm about to smoke you on Friday. But anyway, so Ben, I think that for you, you're an empath. You know, I think you're a giver. And I think that unfortunately, empaths, they, you know, we, we, we give so much to others 
and we take on so much from others. Right. You know what I mean? But when we give to others, we're giving for them. We're mm-hmm. pouring into their cup. You know what I mean? We're not, it's not like, it's not like we're giving in as in like, okay, I'm going to relinquish, you know, this weight that I'm carrying and also bring it over to you. Like, no, nah, we don't do that. We yeah. carry their weight, you know, on t- and then we bring other people's weights. And I think that. Like a sponge. You just soak it all up. I mean, my up. gosh, it's, it's giving bikini bottom. Yeah. And I feel like when you're an empath that it, it is really it is really tough to like break that and i mm-hmm. and i think it's great that you're that way but yeah to your point it's the old adage you have to put on your oxygen mask before you can help you know the, your seatmate or whatever it may be and that's Very true it's so true because I, if you're depleted of oxygen i mean you're just you're dead weight yeah it's true because you know I, I, i'll be honest i'll be honest with you all out there truth nation i mean again with you know my father passed away last year and just having this this newfound appreciation of life and just trying to figure out who I am and learning more of who I am. You know, this is all the type of self-reflection I've done on, over this past year of me losing my father. And it's just one of these things where it's just like, man, like, Ben, how much more can you take, you know, and and how much more can you take? How much more can a human being take? And sometimes I feel like it just gets to be too much. So who's going to save you when you can't save you? You know what I'm saying? Who's going to save you? You know, and I think that's where this whole savior complex comes from, because you're trying to be the hero to others that sometimes you can't even be to yourself. And, you know, when I was a kid, I just wanted to be Green Lantern. (laughs) I just wanted to be Green Lantern. I wanted to be able to create uh, whatever I wanted at will, just like the, the superhero does. So with that being said, hopefully, you know, through these airwaves and through our conversations, we are able to save people. We are able to waken people up. We are able to talk about conversations that, you know, the person who is listening or watching is all alone or feels like they're all alone. They resonate with with, to some capacity. Um, And like that's why I always say, though, you know, you always got a friend in Ben. You know, you always got a friend in me. If nobody else is out there for you, I am, you know. But then again, it goes back down to who's going to save you, you know, so. It's giving Toy Story. You've got a friend in bed. But you know what you need to play next, right? I'm just saying. I'm not on the ones and twos. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I'm going to play that new band jamming. Oh, gosh. All right. We're going to break on that note. Al, we're going to talk to you on the other side. How do you guys feel about your independence? Have you gotten to a point where you've been able to relinquish a little bit of that and allow others to help you? Or are you still stuck in that hyper-independence? Because there's... The article that I'm referencing, it says there's two different uh, sides of it. There's the hyper-independence, and then there's the healthy independence. So we'll get into um, the difference between the two and just how important it is to be able to rely on others and be okay with it. Like, not think to yourself, like, oh, I'm admitting defeat, or I'm not being, you know, the savior that I thought I was supposed to be, or, you know, I'm not being strong, or whatever it may be. Like, no, the strongest people ask for help. The strongest people are okay with relying on others because they know. It's like when you're a manager, you got to be able to delegate. You can't do everything yourself. If you do everything yourself, guess what? At some point, something's probably going to fall through the cracks because one man, one woman cannot do it alone. Delegation is so important. And when I used to be a manager, that's exactly what I learned. And I had to learn that the hard way because I used to think to myself, but it's not their job to do that. But guess what? They want to help you. They That is part of their job. I mean, it is. So, yeah, we'll get into all that uh, more so on the other side. We're talking about hyper-independence versus healthy independence and how important it is to be able to separate the two. 833-212-1017. Let us know your thoughts. 
You are listening to Nothing But The Truth with Melanie Ricks on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to Nothing But The Truth with Melanie Ricks on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. same vibes first we'll uh we'll get al going what's up al how are you and what are your thoughts on hyper independence versus healthy independence i think hyper independence is good i'm a firm believer don't help don't save nobody who can't save themselves because it can be an addiction and then on the process of somebody helping you at what price and at what cost and the person who's helping you is they gonna hold it over your head or is they going to have step on it? And is their help really going to be a help? Or is it going to be an open door to try to hold something for them to come in? So you have to look at it from several angles. I think hyper-independence is, is, is great because you always have a plan and an option for yourself. But when you open a door for somebody else, that same person who's trying to help you can pull you down the hill while they sit outside the doors of heaven twirling their fingers. So you got to ask yourself at what price and at what cost. See, but isn't it interesting, Al, how differently we think? Because, like, I, you know, I, I feel the complete opposite. And obviously, neither of us are right or wrong. It's just, you know, what whatever viewpoint you go with. But for me, Al, like, I, when you said you can't help somebody who can't save themselves, like, I, I want to help somebody who can't save themselves because I feel like it's my duty because they can't save themselves. It's, they need somebody to save them, right? That, that's, that's true, too, but it also can be a, liabil- a liability and a detriment because sometimes those same people don't want to show up and show out because they want somebody else to do the work. It's like a person who always trying to jump in fights, but they know they can't fight. Facts. We all have one friend. That's all, you know, we all have all that right. one. Thank you, Al. Hope you have a good have rest a good of your one. day. Very much appreciate it. Uh, we got Rob on the line. What's up, Rob? What are your thoughts on... Independence. Yeah, hey, hope y'all doing well. I think independence is well. Like me, I've always been a loner type person. Um, never, even when I had associates and friends, I ran by myself. Even within that, I was outside by myself, and I always been one to get my own. But sometimes I think um, that could be a hurtful thing. But I think you have to help others. That's what we're here for—to be helping others. And me, I'm more so of an empath. I like pouring into others, not to get nothing back, but 
it's draining sometimes when you do that, when you look for help and can't get it. Like me starting a business and trying to get it up and running sufficiently and get what you want out of it. When you ask for help and don't receive that in return, that makes you a healthy independent, you know, so you can't be a hyper independent. Mm. But you want that help, but you just can't get it. For me, anyway, that's what I'm running into right now. Everybody say, no, 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 it hurts. And you pour into so many people, you volunteered, you gave financially, or you was an ear, or you were supportive in so many ways to so many people and then to so many organizations. But yet now, when you need it, you can't get it. It makes you independent. Wow. You know what, Rob? I, I really do appreciate this phone call because uh, I think you really just helped me realize something, especially about myself. You know, I'm the type of person I really never ask for help and I'm always helping others. However, I'm realizing the reason why I never ask for help is honestly, I don't want to be disappointed. I don't want to be disappointed when I go and ask for that help and, and the energy I've poured into this person. I don't get that same energy in return or or. Yeah, I don't want to be disappointed. And like but you guess said, what, Ryan, you guys? Life can become overwhelming if you don't ask for help. It's true. It's true. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you're you're working your way into an even worse situation. Like, so you almost like I, I get what both of you are saying. I totally get it. And Rob, that that made me thank you so much for your call, Rob. Thanks, that, Rob. Made, that made me really sad to hear you say that, and it makes me sad to hear you agree with that, Ben. Because mm-hmm. I, I that that's a huge part of what hyper independence stems from mm. from that fear of disappointment because you've probably been disappointed before yeah man and it's probably been more than one instance of said disappointment it's true it stems to my childhood it really does i don't want to get the crown on these airwaves but my god are we having some therapy ah, it's needed but you know ultimately yeah i just don't want to be disappointed and i think that's what made me an independent person to just you know what i'm a i'm a i'm a Walk by the the drum of my own beat, or I'm gonna just do what I feel like is best because as soon as I do try to rely on the next person, I'm not certain if I'm actually gonna receive that same energy back in return. And a lot of times you don't. You know, you might be the person that loans people money all the time. You you, hey, you need twenty dollars. You need twenty. Oh, you you got it. You got it. And they're not even taking into effect how much I, I worked within that one hour of receiving that $20 or that whole entire day, how hard I worked. They just want what they want. So when it comes down to me actually actually asking for something in return, and, I, and again, I never ask for help. So if I do ask for help, just know that I'm really genuinely believing not only that that you're a good enough person and you will actually give me some help, but that you won't, like Al said, hold it over my head or you won't be the person to be like, well, you remember when I did this and da-da-da-da. Nah, man, if you actually, if I ask you for help and you come out and help me, I'm hoping that it's out the genuineness of your heart, just like it's it comes from me. It's from the bottom of my heart if I go out to help somebody. I remember one time we were just uh, just uh, doing some 1017 The Truth uh, street events, and there was a homeless lady out there. Uh, and she was only about like 22, 23 years old, but she wanted some food. I, I, in all honesty, she was actually at Summerfest, our very first time at Summerfest. Each and every day she was out there and I saw her, I, I got her a whole plate of food. I made certain that she ate. Nobody else knew it. And that's okay with me because it's not about everybody knowing all the good deeds that you do in life. It's really about, it's, it's really in between you, that person, and God in my mind. You know, so anybody, again, like I said before, I've ever helped out, man, God bless you. And I hope that you guys are all doing much better uh, even if we couldn't be together anymore uh, in that in that instance or or in a, a series of events. But when it comes down to me actually needing help, again, that's one of them things where I just feel I don't want to be disappointed. 
No, hey, and I get that. It could be sad, but hey, I guess that's life. Well, and I think it's important, though, to not, that's just life it, because, you know, there's a turnaround. There's a reason why we're having this conversation. You know, we're not going to do that conversation in vain. Um, Hyper-independence, uh, it, it really is, okay, so first off, it's one of those things where you, you like, over rely on yourself and you're you're under relying on others and it can affect your relationships your mental health your your work your your productivity just like your daily life um and it's also known as an extreme form of self-reliance and actively avoiding relying on others for help um and i think that it's so important to pinpoint why it is that you're that way ben you just said it because you're afraid of disappointment and that's a conversation to be had with others if you feel like there are certain people, like, you know, specific people in your life that you fear that will disappoint you. I think you should feel comfortable with having a conversation with them, and they may find value in that as well, because how do they know how you feel if you don't talk to them about it? Um, we have to wrap up this segment, but let us know. No, it's you... too good. It's too good. I know. I know. An hour just isn't long enough for therapy. <sighs> you know what I mean? Uh, now I feel like a weight is off my shoulders. Uh, I feel like I know myself even that much more. And you know what? I'm really glad that you feel that way, Ben, because I think it's really important. Um, and it's important to uh, have that self-awareness. I think that's the first step is admitting that you have a problem. That's real. And then addressing it. You know what I mean? And talking to others and relying on others to help you fix that problem. You know, I, before we do go to break, because I know we got to go to break, um, I just wanted to say this. This is another thing I actually did realize throughout this conversation. Uh, here at GKB, we did this whole personality test to see what our strengths were. And one of my best strengths of myself is actually being self-assured. I'm, I, I reassure myself that things are actually going to work out for me. However, I wouldn't have that quote-unquote superpower if I didn't rely on myself. And just real quick. But I, you can have that superpower and still rely on others, Ben. They don't have to be one or the other. So you got to change that mindset. I understand what you're saying, but don't don't say it in a way where it's like, well, because I'm hyper-independent, I'm able to look like, no, they can both exist. You know what I'm saying? I guess that's the other side of the Gemini. I haven't tapped into him. Yeah, you got to talk to that guy. (laughs) We'll be right back, y'all. Nothing But The Truth with Melanie Ricks returns after this on 1017 The Truth, the truth app at 1017thetruth.com. Nothing But The Truth with Melanie Ricks returns after this on 1017 The Truth, the truth app at 1017thetruth.com. Are you ready? We've been talking all show about self-care and not literally self-care, but we've been talking about self-awareness. And I think that's a huge part of self-care. Are you ready to elevate your natural beauty? You've heard me talk about my skincare, my self-care journey with Elizabeth and her team at Elevate & Co. And I'm feeling so confident and refreshed. And I really am. Like, I feel cute these days. And I really do credit Elizabeth and her team for helping me with that renewed confidence. 
Located in downtown Milwaukee, they specialize in Botox and fillers, facials, microneedling. They also have IV, hydration, vitamin shots, and more. Like, self-care isn't just about changing your face. It's also about getting your different vitamins that you need, getting these beauty IVs that just make you feel like your absolute best self. And also... Today is the last day of their Galentine's Day facial. Bring your bestie and book a Galentine's Day facial with Sydney on February 13th. The treatment includes Dermaplane, Hydrogelly Mask, and LED Light Therapy for $89 each. Such a great deal. Shout out to my girl over at Elevate Co. Go to elevatingcomke.com for more details. Shout out to Ben Jammin' on the ones and twos. Tori Lowe is up next for One to Foe. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Bye. Like, she and her move. 